0: What is up, everyone? It's Quinn here, and in today's video, I'm gonna be going through another player versus player versus player comparison. So a couple weeks ago, I did my first type of this video, you know, this off-season. I believe I compared Jameer Gibbs, uh, Travis Etienne, and Najee Harris, If you guys didn't catch that video, basically what I do is that I take three players at the same position that are going in a similar ADP range, I break them down individually, and then I just give my opinion on what player I would prefer in each scoring format. So PPR, half point PPR, and standard, and i am going to tell you guys which player i like but i also think it's just important to kind of give you guys the information because maybe you take the same information you come to a different conclusion but at some point in your fantasy draft you're probably going to be choosing between these three players And the three players I'm going with today, we're gonna go to the wide receiver position. These guys are going in the second round on most platforms. It's gonna be AJ Brown, CD Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. According to the uh, consensus ADP that I calculated using Sleeper, ESPN, and Yahoo, all three of these dudes are going somewhere in like the mid second round area. So as you can see on the graphic here, CD Lamb, his consensus ADP is 15.3. A.J. Brown is at 16.7, and Amon Ross St. Brown is at 20.9. So you're going to be on the clock somewhere from you know pick 12 to pick 20, and you may be looking for a stud-wide receiver. You may not know which guy to go with, hopefully this video can help you guys out. So right now, CeeDee Lamb is being drafted as the wide receiver seven, A.J. Brown is the wide receiver eight, and Amon Ross and Brown as the wide receiver nine. So let's talk about the most expensive guy here first. So CeeDee Lamb, he's coming off a breakout season where he finished as the wide receiver seven in PPR points per game, and then the wide receiver eight in both half point PPR and standard scoring. He's only 24 years old, so this is a spot where I expect Lamb to stay in like the top 10 wide receiver range, but I also think he has the upside moving forward of being like a top 5 option at the position. I've talked about this a lot, but like Lamb didn't only have a breakout season in a year where like the Cowboys peaked. They, you know, were the best offense in the NFL and they kind of carried Lamb that's not how the season played out. He put up those big numbers in a year where Dak Prescott missed five games. If we look back to like week one, post week one, the uh, Cowboys laid a clunker against the uh, Buccaneers. Dak Prescott injured his finger. And I mean, people were panicking hardcore on CeeDee Lamb. They were selling him low. They were selling him at like a low end wide receiver two price. And he weathered that storm. He played with the backup for five games. And then even when Dak returned, he really wasn't the same guy. He struggled, turned the ball over a ton. And this was also a season where the Cowboys kind of dropped pretty seriously in terms of their passing volume. So in CeeDee Lamb's first two seasons, 2020, 2021, the Cowboys averaged 40 pass attempts and 39 pass attempts per game. They were down to 33 last season. So really, in the grand scheme of things, nothing was going right for C.D. Lamb, and he still made that jump from like a mid-tier wide receiver two in 2021 to a mid-tier wide receiver one last season in 2022. Also, when we're looking at the splits of when Dak uh, was healthy versus when Dak was out, when Lamb was playing with Dak, he averaged 18.3 PPR points per game. So very strong. That's mid-tier wide receiver one production. But even without Dak, CeeDee Lamb still kind of weathered the storm, was at 16.5 points per game. So I think it's impressive to see that Lamb was able to kind of still be a wide receiver one, even if it was a lower end wide receiver one with a backup quarterback. But I also think those splits with Dak do have some room for improvement. I think Dak's going to play better this season, you know, he's been a very solid quarterback throughout his career, even though he does have a lot of haters out there. So I think CeeDee Lamb is in a spot where he can comfortably kind of repeat where he was last season. But I still think as a young wide receiver, 24, I think he has room to grow. And I think at some point he will take that leap into high end wide receiver one territory. Maybe it'll be this year, maybe it won't. But I do think that's kind of in his range of outcomes here. Now, the next wide receiver, AJ Brown, he's a guy who thrived in his first season with the Eagles. AJ Brown has always been a dude who's excelled in the efficiency department. He's been top seven in yards per out run in all four of his NFL seasons, and that did not change last year. Second in yards per out run and yards per uh, team pass attempt. He was fourth in yards per target, fifth in yards per reception, finished as the wide receiver eight in PPR points per game, the wide receiver seven in half point PPR and standard scoring. We also saw A.J. Brown have his highest target share and target volume of his career, 29% target share, 8.6 targets per game. And then he was also number two in touchdowns at the wide receiver position. So really impressive just all across the board. And I'm expecting, you know, similar stuff out of A.J. Brown here in the 2023 season. Nothing really changed on this offense. I guess we're going to have Devonta Smith probably rising a little bit, They bring in DeAndre Swift as like a pass catching back, but I'm not even convinced he's going to be used uh, all that heavily. The one red flag, I don't even know if it's a red flag, but the one sort of issue I have with A.J. Brown here is that I just don't know how much room there is to grow up right from this production he saw last year. Like this Eagles offense averaged the 10th fewest pass attempts per game, and they were middle of the pack with 25 passing touchdowns. Are we really expecting those numbers to change? Like, are we expecting this Eagles offense, who's been known to have a super strong run game, to just go out there, you know, jack up the pass attempts? I personally am not expecting that. I also think that like middle of the pack touchdown number is pretty fair, especially because when they're getting on the goal line, like they're using the uh, Jalen Hurts, like quarterback sneak where they just shove him into the end zone. So I don't know if we should be expecting like significant improvement in these areas, And then if you're looking at A.J. Brown's production, if the Eagles aren't passing more or passing for more touchdowns, like where's he going to take that leap from? Because he already excelled in the efficiency department. He scored crazy touchdown numbers, right? 11 out of 25 touchdowns. That's very strong. And he commanded a very high target share. So that's where I feel like his ceiling may be a little bit capped. But let me know what you guys think, because I know some people are very, very in on A.J. Brown but those are kind of my thoughts there for him. And then my final wide receiver here is gonna be Amon Ross St. Brown. And he followed up his like crazy ending to his rookie season with a fantastic year two. I feel like people didn't really know if that like six game stretch to end uh, 2021 was like legit. Um, Clearly it was because he came out a great season, wide receiver 10 in points per game last year, uh, wide receiver 10 in PPR and standard scoring and then the wide receiver nine and half point uh, points per game, or sorry, half point PPR. And then unlike um, A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb, I feel like this is the thing where Amon Ra gets pushed, you know, a little bit below these guys in terms of ADP. But Amon Ra got hit with one of those unlucky seasons where he left three different games with injury. You know, sometimes that happens. It's unfortunate. But he left early in week three with an ankle injury. He re-aggravated it in week five. And then he also left Week uh, Seven early with a concussion, and so I know some people don't really like to remove those games from his production. But the way that I look at it is that, like, do you think Amon Ra is an injury-prone player? Like, do we think Amon Ra is more likely to get injured than an AJ Brown or a CD Lamb? Personally, I don't think so. I think he just got unlucky. It happens. You know, we see it year after year. So that's why I'm willing to take those out because I think next year the same thing could happen to AJ Brown. The same thing could happen to CeeDee Lamb. We want to focus on these guys' production when they are healthy. And then I think the injury risk is like a separate thing that we need to factor in. So if we take out those three games where Amon Ra left early with injury, he averaged 19 PPR points per game. That would have been the wide receiver seven just behind Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs, like right there in PPR scoring behind Devontae and Diggs. I think this Lions offense is ascending. I think they're going to be better here in 2023. There's also still very limited target competition for Amon Ra. Like Jamison Williams is probably his biggest threat at this point. And like he didn't really show anything as a rookie and he's starting off the season suspended. Amon-Ra has already shown he's a stud, elite wide receiver one, so I'm not really worried, you know, about the competition department. And like I said, he's not even 24 years old yet. I would not be surprised if he took another leap here in year 3. Like he's not done improving as a player, so I do really like Amon-Ra heading into this season. Now let's look at who I would prefer at this spot. So I think like looking at scoring formats, PPR, half-point PPR, standard, I feel like those play a larger role when looking at running backs, but I do think it still has like some variance at the uh, wide receiver position. You know, if you have like a super volume heavy guy, obviously they're going to be kind of dinged when it comes to standard scoring and then, you know, vice versa if a guy doesn't have a ton of volume for PPR, but looking at PPR and half point PPR scoring, I'm honestly pretty firmly going with Amon Ross St. Brown. I think all three of these wide receivers are in the same area but I do prefer Amon Ra, I believe I have him ranked as my uh, wide receiver six, which is much higher than consensus. When we're looking at his healthy games, he just straight up outproduced both CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown, and that was while also underperforming in the touchdown department, uh, six touchdowns in 16 games, so he didn't hit big with the touchdowns and he still outproduced these guys. I think he's gonna take a step forward as a player, hasn't turned 24 years old, he is still improving, and I kind of feel like Amon Raz in this spot where if he was like one of the top uh, prospects heading into the NFL draft, if he was picked in the first round, I feel like everyone would just be going crazy about his production. But I feel like since he was a day three guy, it kind of slides under the radar a little bit. Maybe it's like people aren't really expecting it or they, they still are doubting him a little bit. I don't know what it is, but I feel like if he had that hype coming into the NFL – people would be going crazy and he would be drafted higher. Then looking at the uh, other wide receivers, if I had to choose between CeeDee Lamb and uh, A.J. Brown for PPR and half-point PPR, I would honestly take Lamb over A.J. Brown. I do think A.J. Brown is going to be a mid-tier wide receiver one, but I just see much clearer paths for both Amon Ra and Lamb to break into that high-end wide receiver one territory. I really like to shoot for upside, and so if I'm drafting someone as the wide receiver seven, or the wide receiver 8. You know, it's cool if they finish as the wide receiver 7 or the wide receiver 8, but I want to see the, that upside for them to be a top 5, you know, even a top 3 option at the position. I just think that path is more there for an Amon Ra or a CD Lamb. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong in the comment section. Like, if you guys do think A.J. Brown has that upside like I'll definitely hear the take. I know on underdog, I think he's like a top 10 pick. So people really love him on underdog. I think he goes right behind Stefan Diggs. I just can't get there, but you know, let me know down below in the comment section. Now, when we look at standard scoring, I do think it's a little bit more interesting. I don't think it's as clear-cut for me um, because it obviously is going to favor efficiency, touchdowns, and you know, AJ Brown kind of thrives there, and it's going to remove the volume of a CD Lamb or an Amon-Ra But I also don't think it's unreasonable to see like CeeDee Lamb or Amon Ra have a big touchdown season. Like both the Cowboys and Lions offense should be solid. Um, And I also feel like I don't really want to be banking on A.J. Brown repeating his touchdown production because he could catch double digits again. But I mean, he caught 44% of the Eagles passing touchdowns. It's also not like he's playing with scrubs around him, right? Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift coming in. Like, I feel like he could also come back in the uh, touchdown department, so I don't really want to have that skew my vision. I do think standard scoring is closer, but I'm still going to uh, roll with Amon Ra. But let me know what you guys think. I know I'm probably, um, you know, a little away from consensus choosing Amon Ra here. I feel like most people would probably take him as the third guy. For me, I just feel like his production has been dinged by the uh, injuries last season. I don't think that's something that's going to carry over and he is someone I'm very high on heading into the uh, 2023 season. But let me know down below. If you enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.